This is episode 39 of African and American with your girl Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Family, I hope you all are doing well. I'm doing amazing. Um, I'm going to get right into this week. I feel like we have to kind of stop the press and we have to have an emergency conversation because... Um, the, and, you know, I'm I'm not even going to say this is an emergency situation because of, you know, the R. Kelly documentary that just um, aired. I, because R. Kelly is a small fish in a big pond. Um, however, I'm talking about the bigger issue here, which is the issue of pedophilia in the black community in general, as a whole, um, because this is something that we really do not talk about. Like, it's something that we 100% sweep under the rug and never bring up. And, you know, the more you ignore a problem, the worse it gets. And that's exactly what's happening with us right now. Um, I have a a perspective that may will probably cause some controversy and will be an interesting perspective to some um, because I think that there's a side of this that we are not uh, looking at. Now, I'm going to use the R. Kelly documentary as an example because we all saw it. Everyone's been talking about it and it'll be easiest for me to illustrate using a documentary. Um, so basically, all of the victims um, of R. Kelly Everything that happened to them was not their fault at all. Okay. Anyone that placed any blame on the victims is a monster. And they are attacked and they are deemed a bad person. And people threaten to block and delete those people. These girls were children. And they were in no way, shape, or form responsible for anything that took place because there was a grown adult manipulating their minds and manipulating the situations. Okay. So this is the narrative that um, is followed in these situations. You're not allowed to blame the victim at all. Now, um, me being a survivor of um, sexual abuse in my past, um, me having the realistic um uh realistic look into it um i will say and i've said this before that real victims of sexual abuse are not seeking a paycheck that is not their number one concern their number one concern is their peace of mind their safety they want to know that this person you know is not going to attack them again they want to see this person in jail um, you know, that's your number one thought. So I'm always leery of people that refrain from coming forward about sexual abuse until there's a guaranteed payday involved. That does not sit well in my spirit because um, it just makes me question, was it really sexual abuse or was it sexual regret? Um, because there is a difference. There are some women who partake in sexual acts with men and then they regret it later. And that they will attempt to paint 
him as the bad guy when the reality is, you know, she just made a decision that she regret. She regret. It is extremely hard to recognize a sexual predator. Um, they do not walk around with, you know, headbands on their heads saying, hello, I am a sexual predator. Um, it does not work that way. So it can be very difficult for young girls, especially to be able to look for the signs of what a sexual predator is and protect themselves. Um, in my opinion, the all the girls that were abused sexually by R. Kelly prior to his um, his tape, his sex tape, or as I call it, his rape tape was released, which was in 1994. Um, in my eyes, the only true victims of R. Kelly's sexual abuse are the girls from prior to the tape being dropped. Are the girls prior to his marriage to Aaliyah? Because at that point, there was no public information that this specific man, you know, was a rapist. So, yes, it could be easy for these young girls to easily be misled and deceived by this man because as a little girl, you don't know what to look for. Now, after the whole world, and we're not saying this being dramatic, after literally the whole world um, found out that R. Kelly was a rapist, and not only a rapist, but a pedophile rapist, in my eyes, in my humble opinion, um, any woman or girl, whoever, that dealt with him from that point forward, I do not view her as a victim of, um, you know, sexual molestation or rape or whatever you want to call it. Because at that point, there was no discernment that needed to be made. There was nothing to figure out. This man has been revealed as a notorious, infamous, international child rapist. Okay. It's just like Ted Bundy. It's just like Jeffrey Dahmer. The whole world knows who they are. Nobody in their right mind, my 10-year-old son, could know better than to say, oh, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, he's a serial killer. I probably shouldn't go to eat dinner at his house. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly, the whole world knows he's a child rapist. I probably should not go to his house. All of the girls that were accusing him of the sexual assault had careers in the entertainment business that they were hoping to jump off. You know, I, I, I people have to understand, just like there are sick men that, um, you know, molest children and rape children, there are sick women that desire abuse because they're mentally ill. They have mental illnesses that cause them to desire abuse. They desire um, being taken by abusive men. I don't know if you all heard about the, the dude in Colorado that killed his wife and his two kids and how they, it was a, a huge news report about how there were hundreds of women writing him letters as he's in jail saying that they love him and that they're so sorry that this happened and they want to be with him. Okay. At the end of the day, no one can stop anyone from lining up in those lines in those slaughterhouses, those sexual slaughterhouses like the ones that R. Kelly has going on. It are it's some women who are pain freaks. They like 
abusive men. They like disgusting men, which makes them just as sick in the head and just as disgusting. And I don't care if they're 15 or if they're 35. You as a 15-year-old girl can, can say, that is R. Kelly. He is a rapist. I probably should not go with him. It's not like she had to figure out R. Kelly was a rapist or that she had no idea. Everyone knew. These girls had careers they wanted to advance. Okay, they were pain freaks. They signed up for that. There are women right now, as we talk right now, after everything that just aired and just happened, that would still line up to be with R. Kelly, to mess with R. Kelly. There are thousands of women who would right now go into a dark room alone with R. Kelly. Okay, so I'm not really understanding the victim not holding any responsibility is for this specific case because we're dealing with a celebrity rapist. Okay, so I said all this to get into, into this next subject, which is um, the neglect for black children in general. Um, R. Kelly and everyone like him um, are able to get away what they get away with because black children are unprotected. No one cares when it comes to black children's safety, what's best for them. Nobody cares, including half of their parents, because as we are all out here having casual conception, bringing children into the world with people that we have no desire to marry or be with, it's even within our own selves that we do not desire what's best and safest for our children, whether some ways are more extreme than others. Okay. So, um, and before we get into that next subject, um, you know, the hood is full of R. Kelly's. Okay. Your job is full of R. Kelly's. Your school is full of R. Kelly's. Um, Back when I was in high school, I can't tell you how many older guys would literally hang out at our school. They would literally hang out at our school. These are boys that were over 18, okay? So these are boys that are 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old that would hang out at our school all the time. But most of these boys are athletes where they stay coming back to the school because they were a star athlete. Or maybe they were a star dancer or entertainer at the school. So they're constantly coming back to the school, you know, for whatever connections that they have there. And they're always eyeing, eyeing the high school girls. Okay, it's always been times where I'm walking home from school in high school and it's older guys asking you, oh, do you want to ride? Okay, it's, at my school, it was security guards that were messing with the girls there. Um, so what happens is we as black people allow pedophilia as long as we like the guy. Okay, we, we allow the pedophilia in our Kelly because we like him, because he makes good music. Okay, Um, we let the high school star athlete be a rapist because we like him. Okay, Uh, we let the 20, 20 year olds and 23 year olds that graduated years ago still hang out at the high school because, you know, they were they were members of our favorite dance team. Um. So it's it's very hard to just 
you know, they're doing to R. Kelly the same thing they do to Donald Trump. Everyone blames racism and bad white people like, oh, Trump is so this. And it's like Trump represents a collective of a vast majority of people who feel the exact way he feels. It's the same with R. Kelly. R. Kelly is R. Kelly. However, there is a, a much larger population of men who are just like him. And I shouldn't even say men. I should say women, too. Okay, um... It, we all know those men that can't stay out the club. We all know those men that no matter how many women they're with or who they're with, they're never sexually satisfied. They always chasing that next skirt. Um, so when we talk about the, 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 the uh, development of children's brains, their development for discernment, wisdom is just not something that they possess uh, when they're under 18. Um, even when they're, even when they turn 18, it's still not, but I'm just saying 18 is when you're legally held responsible for your actions. So they just have underdeveloped minds that, you know, they're not thinking clearly. They don't have the discernment. They don't have, uh, you know, what we, we may call common sense. So what happens is you'll be surprised how, how many men listening to this right now, or how many of your brothers or your cousins or friends, um, men that lost their virginity at young ages. And when I say young, I know guys that lost their virginity at 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, and lost their virginity to grown women. Um, I had a brother say that when he was in high school, he's 16 years old, that the lunch lady would always give him the eye and one day after school, she approached him and had sex with him. And he was, he's like, I don't know if it was abuse because I liked it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying because it's the same with, you know, I'm using that as an example again with the R. Kelly victims. I'm like, a lot of these girls probably feel the same way they liked it. You know, but their brains are not developed in a way to understand why this is wrong, why this is disgusting. So there are a lot of grown black men right now that are walking around that were raped when they were young and don't even know it. And they don't dare come forward and look at it like, oh my God, I was raped. Like it was a negative thing because they know everyone will look at them like you were 16 and a 25 year old woman wanted the draws. What's wrong with you? What's the problem? You know? Um, uh, another issue in child rape with black children, and I'm going to especially focus on black boys, um, at this very moment, because, you know, the, when it comes to girls, I think we're pretty good with, it's not their fault at all. No matter what, it's always the adult's fault. And we are pretty good in that area. Um, when it comes to child rape. However, it's not that same way with boys. Now, I'm going to quote you um, some numbers from, um, let me cite my source for you all. Um, this is from prisonpolicy.org. According to prisonpolicy.org, um, one in three black men will expect to go to prison or jail at some point in their lives. There are currently 5,000 children in adult prisons right now. 
um, excuse me, um, 43% of the juvenile uh, detention system are black boys between the ages of 12 and 17. Um, Black men are four times likely to experience police brutality in their lifetimes. Um, This next statistic I'm going to give you is the one that is most staggering, and this is the one that brings me to my next subject here. Um, The the U.S. population is made of 32% black people. Out of that 32%, 16% of that number are black children. However, 37% of the of the juvenile detention population are black boys, not black children, they are black boys. There's another 30 to 40% that are black girls. So it's a good it's more than 60% of the juvenile detention population are black children. 37% are black boys. Um, now of that number, 60%, now out of all black boys in the juvenile detention system in the United States, 60% are sent to adult prison. And I'm just going to get silent for a moment, um, so that we can really let that marinate. Let that number marinate. 60% of black boys that enter the criminal justice system for whatever reason, this is not very, it's a very low number that are violent offenses. I'm sorry, I don't have that exact number for you right now, but it's some maybe 6%. It's close to that number. Um, so out of all these black children that enter the justice system, the criminal justice system for juveniles, 60% of them will go to adult prison. Now, this is the number one thing that nobody talks about, and I understand why it's not talked about, and I understand that it's uncomfortable to have this conversation. But prison rape is a real thing. You have men in there that have life sentences. You have have men in there that have 50, 60 year sentences. You have men in there that know that they will die in here. And if you think for a second that these men are not bending each over, you are crazy. They are bending each other over, whether you want to or whether you don't. Okay, Um, you have a lot of black men in the prison system that will feel like if they and this is the mentality and and y'all, I only know this because I tell y'all I'm a thug and I come from the hood and, you know, I I, this is the environments I've been around most of my life. Um, There are black men in prison that feel like they can sleep with white men and they feel like. Oh, I just effed a white boy in the butt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I I made him my B. Like, I I ain't gay. Like, I just, you know. Okay, so the the homosexual behavior takes over um, because the men have uncontrollable needs to, you know, to have sex, to, 
get up inside of something. So I, I want to go out and, and just put this out there and say that sex between men in prison is extremely common. There are more men in prison that will have sex with another man than men that will not. However, it is something that they really do not talk about. Okay, um, you do not talk about it. You don't ever let it mention. You don't ever mention it outside of prison walls. You don't tell your mother that you, you know, you did a man in his butt or he did you in his. You don't tell your girlfriend. You don't tell your children. You don't tell anyone. Those secrets stay behind those prison walls no matter what. But do the effects of that stay behind the prison walls? Absolutely not. Now, now these are grown men. Okay, these are grown men. Now, 60% of our black boys under 18 are going into these prisons. They're going into these prisons with these adult men that have long-term sentences. So now you're taking old, horny men that have been incarcerated for decades and decades. They're never getting out. They will never see a vagina again in their lives and they know it. And you're taking young, fresh boys and putting them in prison with these men. And what's happening is these boys are getting raped. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, these boys are getting raped. Okay. And they're not telling anyone. Now, y'all stay with me here because I'm saying all this to say something else. And I promise y'all, I know this is hard information to talk about, but it will make sense of why I'm saying this. Now, um, 80%, it's more than 80% of black men who are incarcerated before the age of 18 will be incarcerated again once they enter adulthood. So once, and that's why, you know, um, the system purposely will target black boys, the younger, the better, because they know the younger we get you in here once, the quicker we can get you in here again once you're an adult. It is extremely unlikely for a black man to be imprisoned or jailed when he is a child and to never, ever go back ever again. More times than not, he will end up going back. Okay. So now you 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 go to jail when you're a child. You they send you to adult prison. You get raped. Okay? You can't tell anyone about it. You can't tell your mama about it because the shame that comes with it, there's no recovering from that. Once the community, once the hood finds out, you know that you got your body taken, they're going to always look at you as gay. They're going to always look at you as that guy that got his butt taken. So you can't tell anybody about it. So you're holding it in. Okay, these boys can't get on a lifetime documentary and cry and get paid, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, okay, the world is not coming to their rescue and caping for them. Like it's okay, it's it's not your fault. They're not getting any of that. Okay, so now what happens? Now they grow up, now they're emotionally damaged because of these situations. So now they're even more likely to become sexual predators themselves. They're more likely to end up back in jail themselves. So my question is this. 
Um, if if these if children the same way with these 15, 16 year old girls where the world says that they hold no fault or accountability for anything that happened between them and R. Kelly. Can we and my point is, can we get that same energy for black boys? And I say that because it's crazy to me how, you know, black people will say things like, well, black people can't say nothing about white people killing us because we kill each other. And it's like, well, what do you exactly mean by that? Okay, because healthy black men are not killing each other. Okay, majority of the time, grown black men are not killing each other. Majority of the time, when you see stories about robberies, about, you know, you know, senseless murders, these are jitterbugs that are doing this. And most of the time, if they are older adults doing stuff like this, they are older adults who were incarcerated at young ages before. Whenever young black boys commit a crime or do anything, especially, you know, in a system that is designed to trap them, okay, literally, there is U.S. intel that provides the means to figure out the best way to incarcerate and trap black men. Like, they have professionals that do this. Yet, every time a black boy is on the news for doing something... Uh, you know, robbing someone or whether they're killing someone, the whole world is like, oh my God, he is the problem with society. Lock him up. I hope he gets life in prison. Go ahead, put him in adult prison. It's like, wait a second. Whatever happened to 15-year-old boys, 15-year-old kids' brains are not fully developed. Whatever happened to them not having the mental capacity to really understand what was going on? Why are they not getting the same energy that these young girls that are sexually abused get? Okay, because these boys are abused. They are targeted. Majority of these boys um, are not coming from households with loving mothers and fathers. Most of them, their mothers and fathers were ripped from them in some way, shape, or form if they had a father ever at all. Okay, Um, they're young. These boys be 15, 16, 17 years old. They have adults in this situation that manipulate them, a.k.a. the U.S. government, when they purposely groom these children to hate one another and kill one another. But everyone puts them at fault. Okay, black boy does something stupid. It's, oh my God, string him up by a tree. Okay. Then the black boys grow up. They can't hold a healthy relationship with a woman. They can't stay out the club. They can't put the liquor down. They can't put the weed down. They can't put the molly down. They jump in from woman to woman because they've been raped or abused at a young age. And, and what happens when you give a kid a toy? Like, what, what, what do kids do? I don't know about y'all kids, but when my son, he'll see a toy in the store. And he'll be like, oh my God, mom, I really want this. I gotta have it. Oh my God, I want this toy so bad. Okay, Elijah, I'll get him a toy. Two days later, the toy is in the toy graveyard 
with all the other toys that he got super excited about, played with it for one day, and then, mm, not fun anymore. Because children have short attention spans. You know, they go after what's shiny and and happy, and then, you know, they satisfy their curiosity, and then they move on to the next. This is what happens with young uh, young boys who are raped by grown women when they're still children. Because then what happens is sex becomes like that toy. You know, sex becomes like, ooh, look at her, a big butt. Ooh, I gotta have it. Sleep with her, and then, eh. And it goes right back into the big booty graveyard. Okay. Um, and so that's why you have so many black men who say, I don't know, I just can't be with one woman. You know, I, I try to be faithful, but I can't. Yeah, because, you know, you got raped when you were like 12. <laughs> so now you will forever look at women as a toy. You will, it'll, it'll probably be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to ever be monogamous with a woman. And the worst part about it is you were raped and were told you should like it, you know. Um, so it's like, and that's why when it comes to our black male youth, um, whenever I hear a story about, you know, them killing or them robbing or anything like that, my reaction is not like, oh my God, these thugs. My reaction is they got them because I understand that these are not just black boys living their life. And just choosing to get into trouble. These are children. They do not understand what is going on. If you sit here and tell me that a 16-year-old girl that wanted a career in the music industry didn't know what she was doing by sleeping with R. Kelly to advance her career, then I want that same energy for 16-year-old black boys who are manipulated by the U.S. government to commit crime and to hate themselves and their brothers. And I want you to look at them the same way. Like, it's not his fault. Especially when that boy will grow up to be an adult with the same mindset. So then he becomes an adult and he's still held responsible for everything he does. Even if he was incarcerated at a young age or imprisoned for most of his young adult life. When you're supposed to be living and experiencing and making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. So many black men are in jail during that times. Then, then they're released into the world and then they're demonized and they're the worst person ever if they're not able to make a full recovery from these this years and years of you know grooming and uh, play on their subconscious to create them to be a certain way. You know, um, it's a cycle. Okay, it's a cycle. Um, we got to watch our boys as much as we watch our girls. You know, I, I really, I really just don't understand the whole like, oh, black people killing each other. That's not true. Like, stop it. Y'all know good and well. Nine times out of ten when you hear these crazy stories, it's very young black children you know, teenage black children that totally have no idea when it comes to cause and effect, consequence, long-term thinking, you know, their brains are just not developed to to work that way. You know, it is not normal, healthy black people killing each other. Y'all kill me with that. You know, it, it's that, that's what happens when you suck in white logic for too too long. You know, you start adapting that white logic as your own. And before you know it, you're not even really thinking about what you're saying. Um, 
when it comes to pedophilia in the black community, I'm going to sum all of this up by saying this. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I like to be realistic. I know that every black person who witnesses or experiences rape, or pedophilia or molestation in their families is going to like ring the alarm and, you know, have their family member locked up. I, I know that that's just not realistic. However, I will say that it's disgusting that in our communities, we can have pedophiles. We can have family secrets where people in our family touched us or molested us and they're still invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I think it's disgusting within our communities that there can be men and women who have molested and raped children and we still dap them up when we see them in the club. Um, so I will say at the very least, if you're not going to press formal charges against pedophiles in the black community, um, can you at least at least like banish them? Can you at least not invite them to Sunday dinner? OK, can we at least mothers, if your husband or boyfriend are abusing your children, can you at least move out you know what I'm saying? It's like, not only do we sweep the issue of child molestation under the rug, but we also will continue on in those same environments with those same pedophiles because we don't want to be a snitch and we don't want to call the police. Now, I mean, personally, I have no problem with us handling things our own way. Okay. Um, I have no problem with us being our own judge and jury for our own people in our own communities. So I have no problem taking someone who has committed pedophilia in your families and bringing them up, you know, bringing them up before Big Mama and, you know, having them get what's theirs and having Big Mama say, get lost, get out of town, you know, get out of here. At the very least, because I know the reality is majority of people are not going to lock up their granddaddy. A majority of people are not going to lock up their fathers. I wish you would. I think that's how it should go. Okay. You touch a child, your ass going to jail, period. And I hope they put you under the jail. Okay. Um, I hope that one day we can work towards things being that way. But in the meantime, my God. Okay, can we at least not pop bottles with them in the club? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I think it's, it's, of course, a very difficult subject for us all to have. However, um, it's a reality. And it, these behaviors come from us integrating with the Europeans. Now we have taken on so many of their characteristics and so many of their traits Okay, um, to anyone that's listening to this, if you have been a victim of sexual assault or sexual abuse, I just want to tell you to get help. You need to talk to someone. You need to talk to a professional to help you figure this out. If you are a black woman, you need to seek a black woman therapist. If you are a black man, you need to seek out a black male therapist. 
Okay, um, we have to start having more understanding towards black boys as we do as black girls. Okay, the same way that black girls are manipulated by grown men and other pedophiles and rapists, our young black boys are manipulated by women as well, and they are also manipulated and targeted by the U.S. government and systems of white supremacy. Okay, um... Boys, I want to, I, any any black man listening to this, I, I want to let you know, if you were raped as a child, you didn't enjoy it. You may think in your mind, oh, I liked it. She was older than me, but I liked it. Brother, it's going to affect your relationships your whole life. Brother, that's why you can't stop drinking. Brother, that's why you can't commit to one woman. Get help, brother. Brother, if you went to jail at a young age and you were raped in jail, talk to somebody. You can hire a professional where they are under oath where they cannot tell anyone. You don't have to worry about if you don't want to tell your family, if you don't want to tell your girlfriend, don't want to tell your wife. I understand that. We're taking baby steps here to heal. But what I will say is get a black male therapist. Get one of your brothers. Make sure he's a professional. Make sure you have paperwork signed where you can be, you know, you can have this conversation, be confidential, but you need to seek help. Because we have we have swept this issue under the rug for so long and we cannot get healthy black love going as long as we have people hurting and we have people suffering from the effects of this illness. Okay. Um, I wanted to focus this week on this subject only um, because this is a big deal. Um, I wish that we had a large covering blanket of protection against this issue and against this problem. But the reality is that we do not. Um, The reality is that we're going to have to break this problem down family by family, community by community. Um, I want you all to repeat this out loud with me. Um, I want you to say, I vow to protect black children. All black children are my children. If I do not protect black children, nobody will. Okay. And we say that out loud and we need to say that often. Okay. So that we can start changing the vibration. To where our first response is not protecting the adult, okay, that commits pedophile, uh, pedophilic acts, that our first response is to protect the children, okay? And it is our business because when we are leaving black boys uh, and their sexual abuse unaddressed, they grow up and be the predators on our girls. So this is why it is the business of the whole community. This is not the type of situation where it's like, mind your business, no. Okay, um, I vow to teach my son about what a sexual predator is, about what sexually predatory behaviors are. Um, so I, I vow to raise a child who will not be a sexual predator. Um, 
I vowed to watch my child around everyone, male or female. I vowed to not write off my black son as someone who is incapable of being sexually molested or raped by a woman. Okay. Um, so we have to take that oath for our children. This is an issue that we, like I said, we got to attack it family by family, community by community. Um, I think in the midst of everything going on, this is a great time to have these discussions. Now, before I go, I just wanted to talk about this real quick because this is just, this has been irking my spirit for so long. Now, I know by now we all have heard about the story of the seven-year-old girl in Houston, Jasmine Barnes. I had somebody write me and they said, I'm surprised you haven't said anything about this yet. And the reason why I don't is because um, you have to really follow the energy of the families when something like this happens. When something like this happens, all I can say for sure is, you know, that I pray for a peaceful transition for the young goddess and I pray that the ancestors embrace her and care for her when she arrives with them. That's all I can say for sure. Um, because there are so many times where I have gotten so emotionally hyped up and invested over a black child being harmed and then, you know, their parent gets on the TV and says, we want peace and we're just going to pray for them and we forgive them. Or the the parents get on TV and they get paid off to tell people, we don't want any retaliation. You know, so before when I hear about these situations, I don't just jump and be vocal about it. All I do is I wish the young soul a peaceful transition and then I wait to get more information before I really speak out on it publicly. So let's break down the situation that happened with uh, with Jasmine. So uh, according to her mom, who was in the vehicle with her, it was early in the morning. They were stopped in the car and she specifically said not only the color of the man, but the color of the car that he had. And she specifically says that a white man pulled up next to her car and shot into the vehicle. Okay, that sounds pretty clear. It did not sound like she was unsure. She had a clear description. They were able to, you know, they were able to pull up a... um a composite sketch of the alleged shooter, okay, and that was the story. So now everybody in Houston got their pitchforks and their torches and they're looking for the white guy in the red truck that shot Jasmine. So a few days later, uh, the news comes forward and says, never mind, it was not a white man that in a red truck that pulled up to the car and shot into the vehicle as the mother clearly said it was actually uh two black guys yeah two black guys and they have previous records they're total criminals and it was them they are criminals and they were doing their same thuggish drive-by and they shot this girl in the midst of mistaken identity in a drive-by yeah okay (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. And 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 I haven't in the past day or two, I have not saw any updates in the story, but um something is just not sitting well in my spirit. Um like I said, I don't I don't have any updated information on what has happened in the past few days, but um, I'm hoping that they did not pay this girl's mother off to say that it was these black guys and not the white guy, because apparently the story changed and it was like, oh, the white guy you saw, he did not shoot into your car. Uh, he was trying to run from being shot too. So apparently the two black guys were shooting and then the white guy got out of his car and walked up to jasmine's car because they were shooting and he was trying to get away and he was scared for his life yeah uh yeah um something ain't sizzling right in my spirit about that um i would like to hear y'all's thoughts on the story you can call in you can also dm me on instagram goddess six footed g-o-d-d-i-s underscore s-i-x-f-o-o-t-a-h you can also email me at sixagoddess at yahoo.com. And I want to hear what y'all have to say about the situation. Also, if y'all have any new information that you can provide to me. Because my spirit is just so hurt that this young sister had to go. Even though I know the ancestors are going to take care of her very well. I still just, I need answers in my spirit. Like I just, I'm I'm so confused. Um, so yeah. Uh, and basically what, what happens is anybody that does not believe what the police and government tell them automatically are labeled like conspiracy theorists. So it's like, hold on. So basically, if we don't believe whatever they tell us and just say, okay, we're conspiracy theorists. So that's why I'm also, you know, not as vocal on this kind of stuff, because then people are like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, so basically, we should just whatever the government says, we should just do it. And we should just believe it. And if we don't, we get a label. I'm lost. Anyway, um, that's all for this week, um, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I wanted the focus this week to be on that only um, because it's a big problem. And I feel like while the pot is still hot, it was time to have the discussion. Um, so don't forget what I told you guys. Um, I love you all. I want to thank you all for listening. Please do not forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Please do not forget to continue to send me your topics for discussion. And I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power. Six the Goddess signing off.